Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Now, in our program today, I'd like to talk to you about an area that has caused some confusion for some people, and it's about the identity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is Jesus Jehovah God? Now, when Jesus came, it was Philip who said to him, in John's Gospel, chapter 14, and verse 8, the following. Lord, show us the Father. And then Jesus says in verses 9 and 10, Have I been with you so long and you still don't know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? You see, the prophets of the Old Testament came along and they said, listen to us. And we'll tell you what God is like. But Jesus came and he said, look at me and you will see what God is like. You see, some people want to make a dichotomy between the Father and the Son. Now, Paul says in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9, the following. For in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. Notice it says all the fullness, not part of it. The fullness of the Godhead was in Christ Jesus. Now, does God have a form? Well, when you read about him in the Old Testament, the Bible says that the Ten Commandments were written with the finger of God. Well, let's just read another portion. You see, Moses has been talking with the Lord for 40 days, but he's never seen him. So he makes a perfectly human request. Moses asks in Exodus chapter 33 and verse 18 the following. Please show me your glory. And God says in same chapter, Exodus 33 verses 19 and 20. I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you my name. The Lord. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But he said, you cannot see my face, for man shall not see me and live. So does God have a face? Well, sure. Moses couldn't see God's face because he wouldn't be able to live. Now, in Exodus 33, down at verse 21 through 23, here's what it says. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock, and while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover with you my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face you shall not see. Until the Lord passed by, Moses saw all that he could tolerate of the glory of God. So does God have a form? Yes, he has a form. We are made in his image after his likeness. Now let's talk very briefly about the names of God. There are some people who say that the only name for God is Jehovah. Well, that's not the truth. It is the most important name for God. It's found in the Bible, Jehovah, but there are at least 20 other names for God in the Bible. The Bible is full of names of God. 
Now, the major name of God is Jehovah. Now, this is interesting. When God asked, when Moses asked God, who will I tell them is sending me to Egypt? Who will I say sent me? And God said, say, I am sent you. Now, what does that mean? Well, it's part of the verb to be. I am, you are, he is. Right? It's the, it's the verb to be in the present indicative. Now, what does that convey about the nature of God? It conveys his eternal nature. In other words, let's say, if you could imagine with me that we would go back a billion years in the past and call out, we say, Lord, and what will he say? Here I am. He's present. The ever-present God. There, has, there never has been a time when he was not. And the name Jehovah expresses this eternal nature. Now, the historical Christian belief that is based upon the scripture is that the Father is Jehovah. Now, why is the Father Jehovah? Well, because he is an eternal person, an eternal being. But the second person of the Godhead is eternal. His name is Jehovah. And the Holy Spirit is Jehovah. The Father is Jehovah. The Son is Jehovah. The Holy Spirit is Jehovah. Why? Well, because they have all eternally coexisted one with another. One did not come into existence and then added the other. They have always been together. Scripture teaches, and the Christian faith sustains, that there were three persons in heaven, and that by the decision of the Holy Trinity, the second person of the Godhead, elected by his own choice, he was not drafted. Paul says he volunteered. He came down into this world and was born to the Blessed Virgin at Bethlehem. The only person who was born into this world without an earthly father is our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the second person is the son of the first person only because of what happened here in this world. This applies to his earthly nature, but it has no context whatsoever with his eternal nature. It is in his eternal nature, the second person was not the child of the first person. He is the child of the first person only because of what happened at Bethlehem. Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 2 and in verse 6 the following, that Jesus did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Now folks will say, but didn't Jesus say that the Father is greater than I? Well, of course he did. For the time of his incarnation, he set aside equality to become a man, a servant man. He became that son because of the actions there at Bethlehem. And that's important. If we go to look at the book of Isaiah, chapter 37, and in verse 20, says, but now, Lord our God, save us from his hand, so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone, Lord, are God. 
Now, if you look down at verse 24, the same chapter, chapter 37 of Isaiah, here's what it says there. Through your servants, you have taunted the Lord. Now, it's interesting because when you look at the word Lord in verse 20, it is in capitals. And in verse 24, it is not. Why? Well, any time in the Old Testament, the word Lord is spelled in capitals. It is translated from the Hebrew, the word Jehovah. You see the Lord spelled not in capitals, then it's not. It's from the Hebrew word Adonai. The word Lord in capitals is talking about his eternal nature. The Lord not in capitals is talking about his authority. Now that's important. Let's look at a few verses. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 3. It says, The voice of one calling out, Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Now, clear the way for the Lord. How is it spelled? Capital L-O-R-D, Jehovah. Now, who came and prepared the way for the Lord? Well, John the Baptist. When that delegation, that group came out of Jerusalem, they go out to where John was baptizing and said to him, Who do you say that you are? Are you Elijah? Are you the prophet? Who are you that we may give report to those that have sent us? And he said, no, I'm not Elijah. I'm not the prophet. And they said, well, who are you? And he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness as the prophet Isaiah clear the way for the Lord. Now, who was John the Baptist preparing the way for? Jesus. And who is Jesus? He's Jehovah. Isaiah 40, verse 28. Look at what it says there. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is unsearchable. Once again, Lord, in capitals, we know equals Jehovah. Jehovah is the creator. Now let's turn to John chapter 1. And verse 10, look at what it says. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. Well, who created the world? Jesus. Now, who is Jesus? He's Jehovah, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 8, what does it say there? I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another, nor my praise to idols. Now look at the end of Jesus' ministry, John chapter 17, verses 4 and 5. Look at what it says. It says, I glorified you on the earth by accomplishing the work which you have given me to do. And now you, Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the worlds existed. If Jesus is not Jehovah, then he is a mere mortal being, a created being. Then he does not ask Jehovah to give him his glory because Jehovah has already said, I will not give my glory to another. 
Could the Father share the glory of the Son? Why? Yes, because they're both Jehovah. Jehovah is like the family name of the three persons that never had any beginning and are without end. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 3 says, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Now, who is the Savior? Jehovah is the Savior. If Jesus is not Jehovah, he's not the Savior. And yet, what was his name? His name is Jesus. And what does that mean? It means Jehovah saves. You see, the Old Testament categorically teaches that Jesus Christ is Jehovah God. He's the Redeemer. He's the Savior. He is the one that is glorified. Let's go to Revelation 22, beginning at verse 12. Let's read what it says there. Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to reward each one as his work deserves. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Jesus said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Now let's go back to Isaiah chapter 44. Let's go over to verse 6. This is what the Lord says. He who is the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of armies. I am the first and I am the last. There is no God beside me. Let's turn to the 23rd Psalm. What does it say there? We, you know it off by heart. The Lord is what? The Lord is my shepherd. Now notice that in the 23rd Psalm, it's in capitals, the Lord. Jehovah is my shepherd. Now what did Jesus say when he came? He said, I am the good shepherd. If Jesus is not Jehovah, then he cannot be the shepherd. Because Jehovah is the shepherd. The Lord Jehovah is my shepherd. Psalm 18, verse 2, it says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my Savior, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Again, look at the spelling. The Lord is my rock, L-O-R-D, capital, Jehovah, right? That's what it says. He says, you are my rock. Now let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 2 and verse 4. It says, And they all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they were drinking from a spiritual rock, which followed them, and the rock was Christ. Jehovah is our rock. Christ is our rock. The rock that followed Israel was Christ. He was the rock in the wilderness. Jehovah, Jesus, He is Jehovah God. The Bible teaches that we have eternal life through Jesus Christ. John chapter 3, verse 36, it says, The one who believes in the Son 
has eternal life. The only person that can give eternal life is a person who has eternal life. You cannot give what you do not have. If Jesus is not an eternal being, he can't give us eternal life either. If he's not Jehovah, he has no eternal life to share. The only one who can give eternal life for the future is someone who has had eternal life in the past. Now let's see it in another way. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. and Man got into trouble. Trouble is known as sin. The devil accused God of making a defective creature. After man got into trouble, the devil says, well, I didn't do anything. It's you. You made them defective. It's not my fault. They're defective. You see, that's another reason why Jesus, the second person of the Godhead, had to come into the world. He had to come up and take a human body to prove once and for all that the organism of a human is not a defective organism. And Jesus proved that. The same God who made us in the beginning came into the world to redeem us, to bring us back. The one who created us was the one that brought us back. Now, I have a refrigerator in my home, as I'm sure all of you have. Mine happens to be a KitchenAid. It's under warranty. Now, if something goes wrong with my KitchenAid refrigerator, whom should I call? Frigidaire? No, I'll call KitchenAid. I'll call the manufacturer, right? It makes sense. Now, when the manufacturer, the maker of man, who was Jesus Christ, he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. When something went wrong with the product, he said, I deny that I made a faulty product. Somebody has been tampering with the mechanism. I deny the product is faulty. But I will accept responsibility even though I deny it's my fault. And I will come and I will fix them so that the same one who made us in the beginning came into the world and made the repair. The eternal Jehovah God created the world. And his human name is Jesus Christ. He came down into this world to repair the creation that he had made to make it possible for you and I to return to a fellowship with God. And the only person who could possibly convey the reality of the Godhead, while the word Trinity is not in the Bible, the word Godhead is, the one who made us in the beginning, the one who started the world. When the world got into trouble, he came into the world to repair it.
because our Creator is our Redeemer. And His name is that name which above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, thank you that in love, Jesus volunteered to come into this world to repair the damage that sin had created in what was a perfect creation. We thank you for Jesus, and I pray that if anyone within the reach of my voice has not accepted the sacrifice of the Creator, not accepted Him as Redeemer and Savior, may they do so now. Bless each and every viewer, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to that time in our program where we have our special offer. Those that have been watching us for some time know that on each and every program, we like to make a resource available to you. We think that's important that uh, you, uh, you know, of your own, you study and you learn some of these truths that, you know, we introduce here on the program, the 25 or 26 minutes that I'm allotted for the program doesn't always give us enough time to fully you know, explain a particular topic. And sometimes, you know, one that may be a little bit more confusing, like the one we talked about today. And so we always like to make a resource available to you in the hope that you will take that and you will take it upon yourself to further study your own, on your own, and, and see what God's Word has to say about this topic and so many others. And, to help that, we always make a resource available. And so I'm gonna tell you about that resource in just a second, but um, there's a couple of ways you're gonna see that you can request the resource. If you choose to call the 1-800 number, because that'll be one of the options made available to you, let me ask you that if you don't get a response, we have volunteers and sometimes we have more callers than we have volunteers available to answer the calls, and you'll go into the, into the answering service. Do us a favor, it makes things way faster for us if you leave us your name and your mailing address. Just enunciate. Many of you call and say, you know, here's my name, here's my phone number, call me back. And, you know, the program airs because we air in different time zones for a number of hours. And so it might not be three or four hours before we can get back. So if you leave a voicemail, if you can tell us what your name is and what your mailing address is, then we get that message and we can go ahead and process the request, okay? So that'll help us significantly if you'd be kind enough to do that. So the resource we have today is, um, it's Signs of the Times Magazine. They put out some of these special editions. They're kind of in a reduced size. And this one here is A King is Born. It talks about the life, the ministry, the death and resurrection of Jesus. And we love to send you this resource as a gift no cost whatsoever on your part, no obligation whatsoever. You're never going to receive an invoice. It's a gift. So if you'd like to request this special edition, Signs of the Times, A King is Born, 
pay close attention to the information we're about to give you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Thank you so much for watching. We appreciate you guys being with us each and every week. And if I may ask you, may be so bold to ask you, would you help us in letting your friends and family know about the program also so that they can tune in next time? One of the ways that you can promote our program with them is referring them to our website, which is l4ltv.com. Now on the website, you're gonna see a number of things. There's a page there that has previous programs. So every one of the programs we've ever broadcast is accessible from that page, going way back to our very first season. Um, so there's that page, there's a page called Archived Sermons. And these are different messages on different topics that I get asked about, like, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? You know, what happens to us when we die? And so you'll see there's a video presentation, like a lecture, and then there's a study guide that you can download and you can use that to further your own study. Once again, encouraging each and every one of you to, to study these topics on your own. There's also a Donate Today tab where if you feel so moved, you can make a donation to the ministry to help us stay on the air. We are a charitable organization. Every dollar that is donated is eligible for a receipt for income tax purposes. I do not draw any salary from this. This doesn't benefit my family or myself in any way financially. Every penny that comes in is reinvested in purchasing studio time, airtime, the gifts we send out. So I wanted you to know that. A couple other things, uh, check out my Instagram page every morning, 6.30 a.m. Eastern time. I put out a one-minute devotional video. Many people tell me it's a great way to get their day kick-started, you know, as they focus on things of heaven. So check that out, Santos underscore Bill. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'll be notified every time a new program goes up. Like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash L4L television. And uh, follow me on Twitter. And check out SoundCloud, an audio version of the program will be available. I got less than a minute, want to make sure I draw your attention also to the humanitarian uh, overseas mission work that we do through Mission Now Canada. Check out the website, missionnowcanada.com. We've got some exciting projects coming up in Central America, South America, and Asia. Maybe you'll want to join us on a mission trip or make a donation. You can do that from the missionnowcanada.com website. 
I'm looking around the studio, I see some anxious looks because they are afraid that I'm going overtime, but I will not. We will end this right now. Thank you so much for watching. We look forward to seeing you when we're back here again next time. God bless you.